time for the Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Welcome to the Signal 50 Podcast on Sunday, March 14th, 2021. Good evening, everybody out there in podcast and vodcast land. Welcome to the program. We're glad that you're here. We really hope that you've burned an hour of daylight today and you've also changed the batteries in your smoke detectors. Very important. Especially since it's the fact that spring ahead on the right. old clock there. That's right. Gain an hour of light and lose an hour of sleep. <laughs> so tell me how it feels that you've lost an hour of your life. <laughs> All of a sudden, like snap. Exactly. Everybody, welcome to the show. Really glad that you're, you've joined us tonight. Uh, just a... Spring is around the corner. I know it certainly doesn't feel that way. Whether we're going to have a little bit of rebound of winter in the Northeast and uh, somewhere in the Midwest and the Central States in the Rockies, I guess they're just taking a beating out there. And Texas had uh, their annual thunderstorms with baseball-sized hail and tornadoes. So, mm. ugh, I know. You know, we go from snowstorms to cold to hot, humid, hazy with bad thunderstorms, which could be bad within themselves with all kinds of stuff running around. Bravo, let me ask you, do you, do you recall uh, March 13th through the 16th of 1993? Do you remember the oh, blizzard? Oh, I remember. I was, uh, I was a youngin back then, and uh, oh, yeah. we got so much snow <laughs> that it just all, it was um, the blizzard, they considered a blizzard, the winds were yes. high, and Whiteout conditions and snow, so many uh, so many feet per uh, hour, and it was a mess. It was all up and down the sea, the eastern seaboard. Well, I can recall being stuck at the firehouse working uh, 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 a mandatory shift uh, of you're not getting home anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was there too. That's uh, right. I think we did a bunch of calls that day. They they get busy, you know, but. You you know people you know car accidents and uh, uh, biggest problems are you know people's uh, carbon dioxide detectors are going off and all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, well a very very good call that we had during the blizzard of '93 was uh, you know noise coming from the chimney and we showed up and and we followed the 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 county plows to the scene. We had to uh, uh, fly the tower ladder. Uh, mm. to go inspect the the call and to inspect what was going on with this person's chimney in an absolute blizzard. Mm. Uh, good thing we could reach at full extension from the street to the chimney uh, in, in <laughs> just an absolute blinding blizzard. Mm. And we had uh, somebody uh, in the bucket uh, who discovered it was, it was raccoons in the chimney uh, taking mm. shelter from the blizzard. Yes. And, uh, uh, apparently, they didn't take too kindly when they pulled the, the screening off the top of the chimney uh, that was in, intruded on by the raccoons on the backside. They didn't notice, and the raccoons jetted out of the chimney and mm. into the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much the funniest shots. thing I'd ever seen in my entire life at that point. <laughs> and they needed rabies shots. <laughs> Screaming, jumping up and down in the bucket, trying to kick the raccoons out the doors. It was very, very, very funny. <laughs> Well, anybody, everybody, welcome. You know that that's a little humor from the past. You know, when when you're a public servant or or you're you're doing EMS or fire, sometimes uh, not everything is terribly serious, and there are some moments of levity that you'll probably replay in your head for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Moments and you never forget. Yep. And yeah, there's a lot of bad moments that you'll never forget either. That's uh, that's what PTSD is made out of. Mm -hmm. Anyhow. A uh, little housekeeping up front. So Wednesday night, my 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 steadfast friend and co-host Bravo will be on assignment, uh, doing some things, and I'm going to have a very very special guest uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, I think everybody in in vodcast and podcast land is really going to enjoy the discussion. Uh, the individual is an incredibly knowledgeable person in the world of the Second Amendment. Uh, one of the premier shooters uh, for long-range precision in, in the world. Uh, the country, for sure. The world, he's, he's way up there. 
uh, incredibly knowledgeable guy. Um, you're really going to like him. It's Mr. X, and he will be coming up with us on Wednesday night. And he's going to be joining me for a discussion out there uh, to talk about, you know, the the new administration, some of the things that are coming down the pike, general Second Amendment topics, and and we'll move forward from there. I think it'll be a good discussion, uh, and I really look forward to having it. Uh, this gentleman is is fantastic, great, knowledgeable guy, um, all around good dude, and I think y'all will enjoy it. Other than that, on with the show. Hey, you know, I wish I could be there, but you know what? It's uh, I'm definitely going to listen to it after the fact. I'm looking forward to the, to the discussion you guys have. Uh, always, always love talking about the Second Amendment. I appreciate that. Hey, any everybody out there, just just to let you know, we've apparently we've got a strikeout against us on YouTube because you know somebody got wee weed up about our content. And they uh, had their panties in a bunch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and they posted some porn links in one of the in in one of the uh, in one of the comment sections. So that that's awesome. Uh, so mm. anyhow, if you are listening to us or and you are joining us for the live stream, pound the like button for us, give us a thumbs up. And uh, that helps us out a little bit. And we commenting too that. actually helps commenting. Um, I think yes. it's after the fact, I don't know. Um, Steve Crowder talks about it. He's, he's the expert on uh, going up against the tech tyrants. And he talks about comment, comment, comment all the time. That helps get it out there, but always find our videos on rumble much better place to uh, see what we're putting out there. Right. We only use this as a vehicle to get our live stream out on Wednesday and Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very convenient platform, and it's really hard to argue that YouTube is the best put-together tech platform out there for this kind of thing. It just is. And They just have lousy administration that uh, keeps running, right? Yeah. Terrible. So without further ado, I'm, I'm sure we have some topics we want to get to tonight. And it, it's <laughs> with the Biden administration, there is there is no lack of material. No. And in fact, he had his first uh, lecture. Oh, uh, 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 like down, uh, like pointing his finger and down, you know, pointing down at the people and dictate. It was almost like a dictator. I'd almost, I'd, I almost had to put it out there, Alpha, that this was a dictator, uh, what he was talking about. And it was very painful to listen to. And he was uh, also kind of mumbled along. Uh, not very encouraging. It doesn't really get the um, idea that we're all out there uh, to make this country better and for everyone to be better. It seems like it was all around his world um, right. and definitely kind of follows this. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you get the sense that the we're moving the goalposts? Well, <laughs> I, I, I got that sense when the do, do, does everybody remember about a year ago, like literally about a year ago when they're like, OK, everybody, we're all in this together and, you know, we're going to have to quarantine everybody for, you know, 14 days to flatten the curve. Well. It's turned into 365. Plus, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's turned into a year. Um and there's there's more to discuss on on that one year uh, unfortunate anniversary from my perspective. As we go forward, we'll we'll interject that. But yeah, Biden is uh, he's a fool. He's just a he's just a doddering old fool. Well, and, well and, you talk about moving the goalposts. So they said we need give us two weeks and have, you know we'll get a sense of what's going on. And it was fair enough. And. President Trump luckily didn't listen or wait for someone's permission to, to shut down travel from Wuhan and China and kind of seclude the country so that none of them totally erases. Uh, and that's all, that's all they can come up with is that they're, you know, and I wish, I wish uh, President Trump would have turned around and said, well, sticks and stones may say, may break my bones, but this virus is not getting in this country. So screw off, you know? <laughs> That's well, unfortunately, unfortunately, the virus did make it into this country. Those of us in the healthcare field, uh, with with some knowledge of how viruses, bacteria, and, and such mm -hmm. work, understand that the the real doomsday scenario in this country, or or for any country, is is something like um, like an Ebola, right? High lethality rate. High lethality rate. Right. Highly transmissible. Incredibly virulent. Uh, very hard to disinfect, uh, basically an untreatable type virus, um, mm -hmm. and with about a 20% survival rate, I would say, like something like Ebola. 
Oh yeah, that that's easy. Uh, even yeah, that's conservative. That's 80. that's being generous. That's even eighty, in my opinion. But yeah. but it, you're right. I mean, you're you're looking at a a, a large, large lethality, very hard to to control. Doesn't need a lot of virus. We we talked about this when it first came out. You remember it was almost a year ago, uh, uh, September. We had this discussion about the virus in one of our first shows we did, and uh, again we we basically put it out there that saying that the virus was uh, not killing. You know, there was no COVID zombies walking around. There was no dead bodies piling up out of the ER, and the survivable the survival rate ninety nine percent. Again, we're not talking about the elderly and the the infirmed or the ones that are have um, really poor immune systems. But um, you know, everyone's been uh, using. Uh, it seems like a certain group uh, made this very political very quickly, and all yes. of a sudden just started. Oh, you know, we got two weeks now. We need we needed six weeks. We need six weeks to to really get this under control. Just give us six weeks, and we'll really. Will really work with you to really try and and keep this you know under control. Just give us six weeks, and and the president uh, at the time, President Trump, really couldn't argue. I mean, he's he's learning this about everything else. Meanwhile, he gets uh, the uh, the vaccine going, you know, warp speed. Yep, kicked in to full gear. When people said this will be done by April, um, he didn't say what year, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he said it would be done by April. Well, what would happen? Uh, we got to April, and now the press started hammering him. Everything he said, everything President Trump said, they hammered him on. Yep. And he, he also talked about hydrochloroquine, which is still, for some reason, a hot topic for the fact that it doesn't work, but it does. Yes. And again, many things that we learned along the way, no credit was ever given. And to kind of come back to what Biden was saying, He's he's gaslighting a hundred percent of the way, and he's trying to take credit for the vaccine. He's trying to take credit for everything because he's targeting a certain population. In my opinion, again, just putting my opinion out there, like we always do here, the Signal Fifty podcast, talk about the current events, the hard truth, and the way it affects all of us. I'll tell you, Biden is trying to get people who have the short-term memory loss to forget about what what President Trump did and put him and Harris in the limelight that they're doing everything they can. And even says to all of us, come July 4th, you might be able to go ahead and see your family and have a barbecue. Now, when you listen to the rest of the people and you um, listen to many of the commentators and they had it, they had it right. What's going on with this? What, why are they, why is he saying this? He's trying to, you got everyone to forget, trying to get them to focus on a certain uh, um, uh, target, per se. But I go one step further with with Biden. Um, he he again, he's a doddering old fool. His mind's going to mush. I, I mean, it, he just can't put together a sentence. I get it. Right. But if you think about how he acts and what he says and what he does, and here's an example. Let me talk about this real quick. So. We talk about moving the goalposts. They got to keep moving them because, God forbid, we get you know we have some semblance of going back to normal, and we're all going to look at the the Democrats and say, "What the hell are you doing? You're messing up the country," which is still happening. I got to tell you, a majority of the Americans are waking up to this. But let's look at real quick. Um, Julie Kelly, she's an author, and she points out in very simple simplified terms. You can find her on on a Twitter page. I don't have Twitter, but you can just go onto the. Well, I can't. I can't find anything on Twitter. <laughs> you can, you're still. I this. I don't have an account. I just go on the Twitter page. It says, you know, I can't tweet. That's fine, but I can find this, and this is where I found all this. And they talk about how the CDC came out and said masks help, and they have this little graphic here saying masks are great, masks help. You know the statistic they're pointing that on. I'm just going to make this really easy and simple and straightforward. 005 percent effect, effectiveness. Wearing a mask will help you prevent COVID. And they have all the statistics right here. So they took they 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 took the statistic that says it doesn't it helps, but very barely. And I would say it's negligible in the grand scheme of things or reality or call clinical practice, whatever you want to say it. This 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 shows this whole discussion 
she goes through talks about how masks don't work. Amazing, amazing stuff. Well, here, here's the thing: you and I, you and I both have a lot of clinical experience between the two mm -hmm. of us, and the only thing that really works is an N95 mask, right? That's correct. And unless everybody's wearing an N95 mask, it doesn't make any difference, anyways. That's right. Okay. Now, uh, wait, by the hold way, on, I mean, hold on, yep, yep, yep. hold on, just wait. If somebody around you cuts the cheese and you can smell it through your little t-shirt mask, guess what? <laughs> You're not stopping anything. That's right. But if you want to withstand those, um, those, uh, uh, the flatulence aromas, use an N95 <laughs> mask. If you have someone that can't stop flatulating, just letting Correct. you know. <laughs> if, if, if it can start, stop a fart, it can stop COVID. Exactly. Otherwise, it's not stopping COVID. It just isn't. <laughs> so when it came to this statistic, right, and and not only that, but the um, uh, the CDC uh, said so, and this is the, that discussion in a little bit more detail, right from the article. I went and found it and talked about how the masks are really not really that effective. Um, you know, I confirmed what um, uh, Ms. Kelly was talking about, and this is the the ver you know you talk about statistics, and it's just very small numbers. I'll just, I'll just make it short and sweet. Short numbers that mass help. They don't help. It was a way to control everyone. And it was interesting how Biden has jumped on this. Every time you see him, he's wearing a mask. Every time you see Harris, she's wearing a mask. Every time you see the Democrats are wearing masks. And we all, I'm looking at him and saying, why? Why are you wearing a mask? Because they're trying to tell a story, not the story. Well, of course. And, and they're trying to make it normalized for people to surrender their rights. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Let, let, let's just face it. This was a, a gigantic exercise and to see just how fast everybody in this country would throw their hands up in the air and say, it's for the greater good instead of individual liberty. How come I can't make that decision myself? You, you, can't, now, because you and I are smart enough. I'm not smart enough. No, you're not. No. And that means all of you who listen to us, who I know are really smart. That's right. Are you calling are. us a bunch of Neanderthals because we can't make, you know, one plus one equal two. So right. th that's that's one part of this discussion. And I, I think, you know, the evidence is, is really pointing in that direction that they're doing this on purpose. They're doing this to control, to manipulate and to say how they're going to save the day. And of course, then the day after the election, all of a sudden the numbers start going down yes. and they start taking credit yes. and the truth is being put up, you know, pull the rug underneath. That's a big rug. All the oh, lies yeah. were told and they're throwing it under the rug and they're saying, oh, don't pay attention to this. Don't look over here. Look over there. That's right. And even with Cuomo, who uh. is a uh, numb nuts, um, to be honest with you, just the way he acts, he's, he's indignant. He's taking a page out of Northrum, a uh, governor Northrum from Virginia, page about not not you know, doubling tripling quadrupling down that he's not leaving the office he's not going anywhere uh he's still living in the days of uh what six months ago when he was getting emmys and he's getting you know everyone's fawning over him and and he's trying to hold on yeah, to that let's 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 see how the u2 movement treats him well yeah yeah but that's, movement, yeah. that's an easy that's an easy excuse he really should be hung for the fact of his policies where People were were thrown um, back into the nursing home who are susceptible, and this it was this COVID is extremely contagious, extremely yes. contagious, yes. extremely virulent. Um, and they put them back in the nursing home, and it went through like wildfire. But we talked about this from before. The people had a huge amount of a huge Jake Javit Center that you could have put people there and kept everyone safe. They're going to try and avoid pointing a finger on Cuomo there and allow for uh, him to, to quote, bow out safely. Oh yeah. Sexual harassment. And then it just goes away. He's up to seven accusations now. And again, they should all have their time in court and they should be adjudicated, but you know, they shouldn't forget either um, what's going on. I think also just as a quick uh, uh, segue, all the other governors who did the same thing, Whitmer, all the others, we talked about this last show, yep. 
if they, if they're if they don't hold Cuomo to account, it's gonna be very hard to hold the rest of them to account. And you know as well as I do, Alpha, they don't want them held to account because then they're coming after them next. Well, it's really easy with the the Me Too uh, activity that's going on against uh, Cuomo. Is you know, look over here, don't look over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're looking to get rid of them, yep. and that's how they're going to do it. Yep. One other thing I think is interesting that that if you can just allow me to expound upon real quick, and and when you listen to the news, you listen to and there and everyone's I, I believe uh, when people talk about why Biden's doing it and what Biden is saying and how dare, you know, like you're going to give me my rights. How dare you? Well, I, I asked one more question. Why is Biden doing this? What does it remind me of? And it, I was watching a video on um, telegram on one of the, one of the channels and this woman uh, who didn't have a name, she, she had a number, that's it. But she talked about how Biden's, Biden's behavior is very typical of uh, someone that's an abuser. Yes. Okay. Abuser meaning a manipulator, a conniver, not nice person, not someone that I'd want to hang around with. Uh, you mean narcissist? That too. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was narcissist or, excuse me, manipulator. Oh, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of, Nasty words I can come up with, but just someone, a bad person. Well, do you theorize that this is Biden himself with this behavior, or do you believe that this is the yarn that's being spun by the people that are handling him? Both. I think it's both. Here's the reason why. Biden, again, if you if I haven't had a chance to examine him, tell him if he's losing his mind, which he can't get through a sentence. He, he says things out of turn. He just he, he really is not sharp. But if you look in his past, you look at his son. You know, when they talk about, when you talk about rearing children, you talk about passing on things that you've done. Children are a pure example of their parents. Children learn what they live. Hunter is a complete carbon copy of how Joe Biden acts, in my opinion. And you, and you, that, that laptop was subdued on purpose because it was going to make a world of trouble for Biden or the cheating they had to do was going to need to be more, but I digress. But let me, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So this is from the Huffington post. Um, and th- this, this story is from Kelly Brownson from February 19, 2020. 11 subtle signs you might be in an emotionally abusive relationship. Now, there are some things that don't apply. You know, when you're in an emotionally abusive relationship, we're talking about emotions, psychological warfare or psychological uh, statements, trauma, that kind of stuff. Um, But it's not a good relationship. In a relationship, you learn from each other, you grow together, you love each other. That's And and I'm not talking whatever relationship there is. Okay? Um, This is... um, this is one what level would be considered an intimate relationship. And if you notice what Biden does, and especially from his speech, some of these, some of these points, the 11 points that they talk about, the subtle findings don't apply because it's, it's a position of, it's a different per se relationship. But a lot of the patterns that Biden shows, I think are represented here. Uh, I think we're all walking on eggshells to avoid disappointing. <laughs> I mean, he, he can come up with some edict or we're all waiting for him to come up with his next decision or whatever. And again, who's who's um, who's controlling the narrative and Biden again, he can't come up with half the stuff anyway. Uh, but I think this next one is really uh, and you can say your partner and make the Democratic Party substitute. I think we go pretty well. Democratic Party uses gaslighting to maintain the upper hand in the relationship with the people. Okay, so all right, hold on a minute. Yeah. So what is gaslighting? We'll be talking tell yeah. a lie. Tell it tell convincingly. It. Tell it repeatedly. Tell mm-hmm. it enough times until it becomes the truth. Yep. It's called propaganda. Yep. So is this a good relationship we're in with our government right now? No. Nope. It's pretty dysfunctional. Yep. 
And number four, your partner says hurtful things about you disguised as jokes. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, he does it all the time. He does it all the time. Very hurtful things. We're, we're Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, so, that's really funny. That's really funny, Joe. Not. Um, so when you talk about, uh, we, we find ourselves apologizing all the time for things that we didn't do anything wrong with. Being white, being a certain particular religion, um, all this cancel culture. Or yep. in a profession or yep. a social status that, you know, you've worked for, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you got nothing to apologize for, but you, you better apologize or you're going to get canceled. So. Right. So I think that's one. Um, hot and cold. I, I don't, that doesn't don't apply to the situation here. Um, ref, uh, the the uh, Democrat Party refuses to acknowledge our strengths. <laughs> And belittles us and our accomplishments as a country. Okay, so let's let's dwell on this one for a minute. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that our present administration has spent an awful lot of time trying to tear apart and belittle the things that uh, our president has has done. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's really stunning, don't you? Oh, it's it's it's. Uh... <sighs> It's happening. I can't believe it, but that's where the gaslighting happens because for some, some reason, some way that they have been able to convince a lot of people that president Trump was a bad person and he was a dictator when everything should have just turned around and stuck on the Democrats, which we talked about last show. So I, I can see definitely how this is, um, you know, it's just not good. So again, signs that we're in a, an emotionally abusive relationship with our government. Yep. Um, from the Huffington Post, uh, number eight, uh, withholds affection. Well, we don't want sex from them, but money and punish. You know, to punish us. So, just maybe, in this maybe, latest, maybe, maybe yeah. the love gov has got something to say about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But you look at you look at what's what's going on right now. Have have you seen any uh, stimulus money? Have I seen any stimulus money? Nothing, nothing like stealing your money, giving it back to you. You know, yeah, uh, at at a much reduced rate that you're that you're paying uh, on a monthly basis in in federal income taxes, and, and calling that a, a stimulus. Right. On Mark Levin's show the other day, um, he, on Friday from last week, there was a fill-in host, Ben Ferguson. And he talked about how uh, the government is uh, this $1.9 trillion. Alf and I have talked about this, that we're only, there's $4,300 of it going somewhere else. In other words, it's nine cents for every dollar we spent to the government in taxes. We're getting back in a little stimulus if you're lucky enough to meet the, the income threshold. So you're definitely seeing where the, the government is withholding things from us and and manipulating us well sure absolutely and the comments that that biden was talking about on his speech you can you can hear inklings of all these different things and again kudos to that woman who was talking about being in an abusive relationship that's kind of what spawned this idea um i won't say that i've had any desire for the government at all (laughs) but I just don't have any interest in the government, the government whatsoever uh, after Trump left because it's not about us. It's about them and what power they can get. Um, This, this isn't about, this isn't about you or I anymore. Okay. That's correct. I don't know what, I don't know what our government is doing right now. Um, When, when Trump was in power, you got the distinct impression that, well, not in power when he was elected and was president, right? He was he was leading the country to make it feel, and and to, as if the the average Joe had a say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the working stiff out there, the working class, was important to Trump because he he understood that the working class in this country is what makes this country work and what makes this country great. Mm-hmm. 
okay? It is individual effort. And now you... This government now is so busy trying to eliminate the middle class and jobs and projects and independence and financial freedoms that it's, it's, I, I, I don't, I, I can't recognize it. Right. Exactly. And, you know, in a sense, uh, we as, Amer as the people feel sorry for the government in some shape or form, uh, even though they hurt us. Because sorry we, 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 well, it's not necessarily literally, it's more figuratively in terms of we want, you know, like they have the fence around the entire government and they're made to be the victims because of what happened on January 6th. And now you can kind of see where this helps put them in a higher position in an abusive relationship. Remember, any abusive relationship, um, we're told in the healthcare business, is about power and control. Okay, so that that fence, that razor ribbon that's on top of that fence, three layers deep. Meanwhile, the border on the south and, the and, you know, from Mexico to the United States is wide open. They're all coming in, and we're having a true existential uh, crisis. Oh, yes. Happening right now. Oh, it, it, it is a crisis. We'll have to talk about that on another program. But let's just say that the, the centers that the, – Customs of Border Patrol had open. We're running, you know, pretty near capacity when Trump was in office. Mm -hmm. uh, they were running at like uh, 75 or 80% efficiency or 75 or 80% uh, capacity. Mm -hmm. My understanding is that like as of Friday, mm -hmm. they were running at 720% of capacity. Mm. We have a crisis on the southern border. Mm -hmm. It's a real human tragedy that's unfolding right before our very eyes. But Democrats don't care about that part. No, they because just about, they care and this about the votes and the power. They care yep. about the votes and the power. Votes and the power. And here's here's the here's sums up everything. Right here, the Democrats always changing the plans in order to surprise us. Or say so they say, or this will get better, or where maybe you can have July Fourth. So everything here goes along the fact that the government is an abusive, tyrannical dictatorship, and I would like President Trump back, please. You, you you might be able to have a small gathering of people that may or may not have been immunized for July 4th. You know what you can do? You can kiss my ass. I'm going to have the biggest July 4th party I can muster. Yep. And Biden said during his little speech in, his, in, the, in, the, the, in the middle of the East Room there in the big long red hall, you know, hallway there, red carpeted hallway, that uh, do as I say. And you might get what you're supposed to get. That's right. And the only words that came to my mouth were F off. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So that's kind of what that kind of that idea spawned with me, what I thought about. Yeah. Just just remember, we're at we're at 14 days to flatten the curve. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think people are, are definitely waking up and they're finding out that this is not what they were, they were, they, uh, agree to, uh, people, uh, Americans are genuinely wanting to help to do their part. And of course the government took huge advantage of that. And now you have a very, very upset populace. I think easy to say. Oh no. I think people are, I think people are starting to get very upset and, and I can use the, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for me to voice my displeasure for my local authorities where where I live. You know, you've mm -hmm. got you've got my state. Um, the governor announced that on Friday at five o'clock everything was going to open up at a hundred percent. Please wear your masks and try to social distance and do your best. All businesses are authorized to operate at hundred percent capacity. You know, just you know, please just be careful, kind of thing. Which, which I think is very reasonable, which I mm -hmm. think should have been done about six months ago. Right. I agree. Six months ago, at least. 
mm-hmm. seven, eight months ago. However, our local you know, magisterium, the euphorians that, uh, that reside in our county council, the governor lifted the emergency powers that he had taken, the disaster declaration in the state. He lifted it. Mm-hmm. And our county council has still seized on this opportunity to go ahead and remain the power-hungry bastards that they are to say, we are not, we are not paying attention to the governor. Uh, he is relying on information from somebody from the Trump administration to make this decision. Therefore, we're not going to allow the residents of the county where, you know, blah, blah, uh, to go ahead and have any freedoms whatsoever. We're going to continue with the rules as we tell you they're going to be. Hmm. Wow. People are super pissed. Huh. Is it going to go anywhere, though? That's the question. I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going to go. And, mm. and they're not going to do anything. Uh, everything in the state is open up at 100%. Uh, I can tell you that people are fleeing this county uh, on the weekends and, and whatever to go to neighboring counties where everything is open. Mm-hmm. They're spending their money there. They're eating in their restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are uh, exercising their uh, freedoms there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not here at home. And it's it's really becoming quite bothersome. And these people, these people, they need to go. Which then comes down to the idea that everyone needs to make sure that they're going to participate in the elections and voting out all these people that are not representing us well or properly. Uh, that they're going to represent your values and your uh, beliefs and that we do our part. Well, I think this is a gigantic wake-up call. Now, mm-hmm. what what I want to relate to everybody is this. You haven't begun to see the problems that have been caused by the meddling in, in, in commerce, the meddling in private contracts, mm. the meddling in... in property rights mm-hmm. in this country people have not yet begun to see the consequences now i i understand and we, we've talked about this before but i'm going to re, restate what i'm saying you have a populace that has been forced out of work by edict of the government Therefore, these people that work for a living that don't have a year, 14 days to flatten the curve. Okay, I get it. I understand that's recoverable. We are at one year of this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And along the way, they have put crippling, crippling mandates in place. You have people that have not worked in a year. They haven't paid a bill in a year. They haven't paid a utility bill in a year. They haven't paid their car insurance. They haven't paid their rent. They haven't paid their medical bills. They haven't paid a bill in a year. Not because they don't want to. Because they can't. Okay? Mm. No mortgages, no home insurance, no life insurance, no health insurance has been paid. Nothing. Because these people were put out of work by government mandate. Now, the government comes in as the great white knight. They cause the problem. We have the solution. The solution is, up. you can't shut people's power off. You can't evict people. You can't hold it against them. What happens when the music stops? I've talked about in this county, there are 40,000. There were 40,000 eviction notices waiting to be served that have been backed up by the county court system. Okay. You've got 40,000 families as of two months ago that were going to be evicted from their homes. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That's right. As of right now, it is 59,000. I was talking to a county police officer the other day and he is, he's getting very concerned he says, what, he, he used the exact phrase that I'm using right now. What happens when the music stops? Mm. What happens when they have to go execute these evictions? What mm. happens 
when the music is over and you've got nowhere else to go. Hmm. What happens to 59,000 families living in just the county where I live in that are going to suddenly become homeless? You have to pay the piper, unfortunately. How about how about the it's it, it's working out to be about 58% of all restaurants will never reopen in the county where I live. Mm. What happens to all the money that all the people that have put into there, all of the employees, all of their hard work, their equity, a lot of people that own restaurants are small businesses. The money that's tied up in the business is tied up in their personal finances. Mm. What happens when they start losing their houses because their business goes under and those bills are due? The rent does not stop because the government says it stops. And it goes to show you that the government was fine. The workers kept getting paychecks and everything else, but everyone else who doesn't have that same model, that same way that is uh, acceptable to one party, the other groups that work for a living, the middle class, are all going to be washed away, and maybe that's by intent. Can't answer that. Maybe it I work, is. Maybe I, work in a, I work in a rather large office building. I work in a 14-story office building. There are 82 separate suites in this building, okay? Mm-hmm. 82. 70 of those suites have been vacated. Mm. Yeah, and they're not coming back. I think they're there's a lot of things that are not coming back. They're not coming back. Nope. And these people all had lease arrangements that they broke and they bailed. Mm-hmm. So who's going to pay? All debts are paid. Yep. This is really going to be a financial calamity. You know, the stock market's riding high right now. The real estate market is really, really hot for whatever reason right now. Uh, car sales are good. You know, the economy, all indicators say the economy is doing fine. I'm here to tell you, I, I think we're in for a major correction. Uh, it's artificially inflated just based on the fact that it's the leftovers from the previous administration. Uh, the policies that are being made right now with the current administration is not supportive of those things. So um, it's almost like a thyroid gland that spews out all of its chemical that needs to keep the metabolism going until it runs out and then the whole body crashes unless you get a replacement. And you're not seeing one from this current administration. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. All you're seeing from this administration is the return to the Obama years of stagnant uh, economy, low GDP or zero GDP growth or negative GDP growth. You're going to see a potentially see, you know, everybody saying, oh, you're not going to see inflation. My ass, you're not going to see inflation. You can't write a $1.9 trillion check, not be able to cover it and not see inflation. Oh, it's going to be rampant because there's only so long you can keep the interest rates down. Um, there's a lot of banks that are charging fees and it doesn't doesn't pay keep that money in place. Um, and I don't know enough about Bitcoin or stuff like that to even get into it, but that seems to be the hot the hot market right now. Right. Uh, getting out of the dollar and going to something else that's quote more stable. Um, but then again, uh, there's other podcasts out there that talk about that a little bit more than I can. And, and we're not economists, but what I can tell no. you is, is you, you can't write a $1.9 trillion check—that's not backed by uh, GDP growth, or gold for that or matter, gold, I mean, or gold, right? or any 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 hard asset value. Okay, we we were taken off the gold standard a long time ago, so we have no hard assets uh, backing our currency. We just have a promise that our money is good, and up until recently, our promise has been really really good. Um, so there you go, and and interest rates could remain very, very low. And, and that's good. That's artificially propping up the economy. But what happens when, you know, you can go get a 0% loan, you, you know, the interest rates are zero or 
whatever. What happens when you can't get a loan? Right. Or the item you're going to get a loan for, you know, suddenly a $23,000 automobile is now $33,000. Right. Because they have to make it up somewhere. That's right. All debts are paid. Mm-hmm. And you'll pay. Oh, you'll pay big time. This $1.9 trillion stimulus is going to cost every middle class family on the face of this country $79,000 over the next 10 years. Mm. This is not for free, people. Nobody can just go ahead and print money, give it away, and say, ah, oh, my bad. Okay, no problem. We got this. It doesn't work that way. Right. So... One other thing, uh, and this is um, the story kind of, I think that we were talked about how people are getting sick and tired of, of what's going on. You're talking about your local government, you know, local county level that's, that's not listening to the state. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of this kind of thing. So there's a chain called um, Cabestura, uh, and they're, they're, they make, you know, they have a food restaurant. Basically, they're based in uh, Florida mostly, but they're also in New York and they're some out in the Midwest, out in um, the Southeast, uh, Southwest also. And they basically are telling, the, the chain is saying to the, um, to, uh, and they have a policy where they say mask wearers, unions, um, the, uh, and bands uh, blacked out, <laughs> it rhymes with cat, uh, teachers and trashes leftist losers who complain and they have two statements. They followed up the, the first statement here and this is for our podcast listeners. I think this is fantastic. Effective immediately. Any and all grade school teachers who by choice who have opted not to return to in-person teaching are hereby banned from any and all uh, Cavistura Cava, Cava bar locations. <laughs> Furthermore, mass may not be worn in Arizona or Florida locations. New York and Colorado are a bunch of <laughs> leftists. It reminds me of the cat. <laughs> um, so they can cover their mouths with a dirty cloth. And then they, then they, and then they got flack uh, again from, from teachers and they just put it out again <laughs> and said the same. You know, you know, not all heroes wear capes. I, no. I'm just saying, uh, I, I'm I'm perfectly I'm perfectly okay with them, um, and they're not getting canceled anytime soon. I can tell you that right I now. I don't think they give a shit. I think that any and all uh, Kavasutra, yeah. uh, any and all publicity for them is is a good thing. I, I'll back them. I, I'm good. Yeah. It's a Kava bar. It's probably uh, Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hey, if if you dig Mediterranean food, go kind go find Kavasutra and go give them a try. Yeah, free plug. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> that's why. That's why I did. I thought it was great, and that's so. This kind of this was again. Um, I saw this on Parlor, and I, I responded back and uh, included uh, at D Bongino in in the in my response. I said uh, all it takes is one person to start dancing, and this was from what Dan Bongino was talking about last week oh. in the show. Uh, I, I it got. It got repar it got echoed all over the place, which is kind of cool. You know, hey, listen, there's a lot of our listeners out there that do have uh they, they may or may not have uh small school age children. And, and I know that uh I know there's a lot of people out there with school age children that do uh listen to our podcast, okay? Mm -hmm. And the teachers union the other day, one of the teachers unions is like, Hey, you know, spring break is coming. Make sure not to post any pictures of your, your, yourself and your family on spring break in any locations on social media. You know, it'll kind of ruin our narrative that COVID is so dangerous. <laughs> it's like, you know, all right, first of all, that, that should have been the end of it right there. Yeah. And, and, you know, God bless Ron DeSantis down in Florida who mm -hmm. said that, all in-person learning will start at X date, period, full stop. Good for him. If you don't do it and you're a teacher, you're fired. Oh, that's so cool. That's reminiscent of Ronald Reagan and the air traffic controllers, 1981. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's phenomenal. It's awesome. Absolutely fantastic. Good for him. Love it. Well, I, I think that uh, there are 
some plans for Ron DeSantis in, in, in the works. We'll have to keep our eye on that, but a, a little birdie tells me that he's, uh, they're working on something with him. So good for him. You know what? I, I, I wish I can move down there. I really do love to go there well, someday. Well, Florida's Florida's definitely someplace I want to go, uh, and, and, and spend a considerable amount of time. It's first of all, it's like living in paradise. Okay. There's like palm trees, nice weather. You know, you and I, we grew up in kind of the shit mm-hmm. and, and froze our asses off our entire lives. I, I'm, I'm pretty well done with it. And we, we like to play golf. So, you know, no, I don't like to play golf. Not, oh, at you all. Don't like to play golf. not anymore. Oh, not anymore. Okay. No, no, no. We did as kids. We did as kids. Yes. All right. But, uh, all right well, you know, we got the T12 thing going on. So uh, I'm yeah. not playing golf. You know, that's, that happens when you get old. <laughs> But, you know, we could always set up a studio <laughs> in Florida somewhere. doesn't matter where you are. You can That's always right. have a studio. That's right. Well, I have no idea where we are as far as time. I think we're at about 52 minutes. Right. No, there's one last. There's a good. There's a feel-good story I want to talk about, and it has a little bit of uh, 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 personal reflection on, on me. Uh, as, as everyone kind of hears, we, we, we're in, we've been involved volunteer fire, fire, fire service for as long as we could have, uh, that was in high school. Um, and the department I started out on was a smaller department and it didn't have a very big budget. Um, and it's interesting how time flies by and they, the engine that I helped spec out when I was, um, an officer there and a, a chief officer is time to replace it, but they don't have a lot of money. So, as, as all things in life happens, we move on, we go on to different places. And the new department I'm with uh, is a little bigger, has a little more calls, has a lot more of a budget uh, as compared, almost uh, 15 times more of a budget than the other department I was part of. And uh, they're close by. They're in different counties, but they're close by. And um, comes out that the department I'm part of now just received two new fire pumpers, which are pretty cool. Uh, any of the fire truck buffs or anyone that likes fire trucks, this is a pretty sweet uh, engine. It does, And, you know, for people that Chicago aren't into style, fire engines. Yeah. That's yeah. Chicago style, black over red. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Nice, huh? Yeah. Um, kind of like the backdraft look. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that uh, with fire engines, you know, the, the water goes in, the water goes out, but they're all kind of, they're anyone that gets into it, they kind of like that stuff. Um, and make a lot of noise going down the road if it's an emergency. I like that. Hell yeah. But the big thing that, that got to me was the department I got my start in and the department I landed in, and I could never, I could never uh, write this story. I can never make this up. The engine that we, we, we sold the old engine that this new engine is replacing to that department I got my start in. And um, no, it was just completely coincidental. Uh, I don't can't find any cor- uh, correlation at all. It's just completely, uh, but what goes around comes around, and the ability to be able to uh, be around long enough to see the engine that I got into originally into service is being replaced by an engine that that now that they can afford because of um, the current department's ability to keep them in good shape and to take care of them, they're going to have the ability to protect. The, the uh, citizens of their district, um, and then everyone at went a, at a at a greatly reduced cost. Yeah, the engine you're looking at it's about five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That how, how people for for those listeners out there that don't understand your basic industrial pumper, kind of mm-hmm. like what you're what you're looking at here is is kinda, it's a semi custom job. Okay. Mm-hmm. The cabinetry is incredibly expensive that goes on there to hold the equipment and how you configure it and the features and compressed air foam and a bunch of other different things that you put on these trucks can get just obnoxiously expensive. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I mean by obnoxiously expensive is your basic fire truck that goes down the road costs fully equipped with the hoses, the air packs, the radios, the this is, the that's is. On the average of five hundred and fifty to seven hundred thousand dollars, and that doesn't have a ladder on the top of it, by the way. Oh, no, that's just a pumper, right? 
ladder trucks, now we're talking into a, a whole different income bracket. Yep. Okay. <laughs> You're talking 900000 to $1.5 million, depending on how the truck is spec'd. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you want one of those platforms on the front end or the back end, that's even oh, more. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, man. But you got to have the twirly lights, too. That's right. Twirly lights. Last, that, little, that little Mars light on the front of this truck is about uh, $4,500 just by itself. That's right. But they look cool. But you know what the funny thing is, though? What goes around, you know, like the, the start and it continues and paths cross again. And the story that I'm seeing in front of me right now with how the, the original department I started with is helped by another department. Um, I believe strongly that this is a sign. I'm not talking about Q or Anons or anything like that, but this is a sign that we will get back to some semblance of, of uh, knowing what we're seeing here to help the rest of all of us as people of the United States to get back to where we belong and kick out this terrible department. Uh, the, Ter a terrible president well, who's making a mess of things. Look, the fire uh, service has always been a, a gigantic family. Okay. We're, yep. we're, we're largely dysfunctional. We drink a little bit too much. Uh, we like to fight and, and we're generally speaking a, a big pain in the ass. Uh, but we, we all, at the end of the day, we love and respect and cherish each other mm. because we're a big family and it's a very unique vocation. Okay. We all need to remember at the end of the day, no matter what department you're with or whatever, the job is the same. Now, every American needs to remember it doesn't make any difference what political party you're with. You're still an American. Mm -hmm. Start acting like it. Yep. So with that being That's said, it. look at that. It's an hour. Wow. How about that? goes fast when you're having a good time. That's right. Everybody out there, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, it's it's going to be another long week. The weather's going to backslide on us a little bit, I think, and and, and maybe we'll pick up here uh, in, in the coming days. Uh, looks like they got some of the SNOW word in the forecast for us, uh, some wintry mix coming up, and I'm not terribly happy about that because we have flowers now and the trees are budding and, you know, so much for global warming because uh, I was looking back through my memory and about nine years ago, we were already at the Cherry Blossom Festival. They're not predicting a cherry blossoms to pop in this area until second week in April. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to hear about your global warming crap. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> right there with you. I don't want to hear it. Uh, the earth is the earth and that's just the way it is. Anyhow, everybody, thank you very much for joining us tonight on the Signal 50 podcast for myself Alpha and from Bravo, a really hearty thank you very much for trusting us with an hour of your week. Uh, you can visit us at Signal50.com, and if you have any ideas for questions or you want to have any story ideas or comments on the show, hit us at info at Signal50.com. Please visit our website, Signal50.com, to check out our podcast outlets where you can catch our podcast to take us with you on the go, and you can... Uh, Check out our Telegram pages, uh, the official and the chat pages on Telegram. You can find us there as well, as well as some commentary articles that we tend to write from time to time. We'll post them up. We'll pick that up again. Anybody out there has any good ideas for a post, or if you have a piece that you'd like us to publish on the website, please feel free to email that to us at info at signal50.com. We'll definitely take a look at it. And now a special thank you to our affiliate, pof-usa.com, pof-usa.com. Patriot Ordnance Factory of Chandler, Arizona, manufacturers of the finest AR-15 rifles in the country, or pretty much the world. I, I've gone as far as the galaxy before, Bravo. Mm. We'll, we'll tighten it back up a little bit. I mean, I'm sure that there's some ray guns out there that are much better. If you're in the market for an AR-15 style rifle, now would be a really good time to look them up before they go ahead and take those away from us. That's another topic for Wednesday night. Uh, then we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and We'll, we'll talk about that on Wednesday night. I'm, I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, Mr. X, uh, a wealth of knowledge on, on firearms in the shooting industry and the Second Amendment in general. Uh, appreciate it again. Uh, I'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7-365. Our police, firefighter, and EMS personnel that are out there on the streets working with us every single day to keep us safe. It's a tough job. Special place in our hearts for, the, for all the other knuckle dragon 
hose beasts out there. Uh, so thank you very much, guys, for all of your service. Remember, there's a special reason why we always support the local fire departments and EMS personnel. They're doing a very important job. They're spending all the money out of their pockets to get paid to do it, to, to get the training that it takes to do these jobs. That money comes out of the individual's pocket in a volunteer department. The time, the gas, the effort, the everything. Time away from their families, 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. Whenever you call, they'll come. Mm-hmm. Next time you see a boot drive, drop a couple dollars into the boot. Support your local fire departments. They do really, really good things with it. Like we just told you, a fire truck costs about a half a million dollars plus. So again, everybody, thank you very much for joining us on behalf of Bravo and myself. Make it a great week. Enjoy yourselves. Bravo, hit the music. It's time to go to bed. Take care, everyone. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.